On paper, you'd think this was going to be one hell of a train wreck. But then you listen, and you realize common sense doesn't have a party, an ideology, a stereotype, or a color. Can we be united again? Stick around, and we'll prove it. This is Doc in the Block. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Doc in the Block podcast. I'm here with the greatest music producer of all time, Big Block Spencer. How you doing today, Block? How you doing, homeboy? I'm Ryan Sideways, my big brother, number one orthopedic surgeon in the world. Scott Barber, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing awesome, man. Today, we have as our guest, professional yep. boxer, supermodel, yep. and all-around awesome dude, Michael Seals. <laughs> Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? How's it going, man? We're doing awesome. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about on the Doc and the Block podcast, we're always trying to help our, our viewers, which, uh, you know, we got a lot of young people out there that are trying to make their way in this world, understand the qualities that help somebody be successful in this world. So we like to have people who are successful, who've kind of gone out there and done it and share their experiences and Man, I can't think of anybody who's been through more stuff than you have. And, uh, you know, we talk about things on this show like honesty, integrity, accountability and everything. And today we, you know, our hashtag is no excuses. That's kind of our model, like in life, whatever it is you're doing, no excuses. And, you know, we're really talking about accountability. And today I want to talk a little bit about what accountability looks like and what it really means when you say no excuses. Cause I have people in my life all the time that say, Oh yeah, man, I'm totally accountable. And then something happens. They're like, well, that's not my fault. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your title head of this department. And I think a lot of people believe they're accountable, but they don't really understand what the meaning of it is. And again, when I think of accountability, there's nobody I know that's more accountable than you are. And uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about where you're at in life and where you came from and how you got to where you are. And just so people understand, Michael Seals, uh, I know he looks like a mild-mannered gentleman right there, but he is a savage. And uh, he's one of the greatest professional boxers around. He's had all kinds of championships and everything. And he's on the path to becoming the light heavyweight champion of the world, which I'm super excited about. I'm sure your road to success, Mike, has just been nothing but easy roses and just uh, no problem. And God just gave you a gift and you just rolled out of bed and you were champ. Tell me about what that's been like. Oh, man, it's been uh, all uphill battle. This straight, straight incline. <laughs> but uh, it's it's beautiful in the same in the same breath, man, because it, it created character. It created the guy. That you see today, the um, the it, it created humility. It created uh, stick toitiveness, like everything. Like, um, but I started playing ball, like football, and you know I had a lot of injuries coming through college. Uh, that's what stopped me from. That's what halted my college career was injuries um so needless to say i'm like no stranger to to like setbacks and injuries or whatever and hardship you know like just going through whatever and and like you just said like just being accountable for it though because with all that stuff it was my choice like it was my 
Like I, I would push myself too far. I would not listen to Doc and like try to come back too early. And then, you know, in, in the beginning, I would be, I would be like, man, the Doc must have did something wrong. But it was, it was actually me, you know, like because I was, he would tell me, uh, don't run for three months or four months, and I'll wake up two weeks out, and I'm like, eh, it feels like I could do a little something, and then I'll go push it and push it and push it, and I wouldn't tell him. So it, you know, that's, but you know, everybody else on the outside would say, hey, you know, like man, you need to find a better doc. Now I need to find a better me <laughs> because I was kind of like doing. I wasn't listening and not listening um, will ultimately end up in failure. You know, you. So, you know, I think a lot of people sort of, they don't really understand what it means to be accountable because in certain circumstances, there are things that are out of our control Mm. that affect our ability to complete tasks. And I think people are too quick to say, well, that wasn't my fault. And, you know, the classic example, I was just talking to Block about it. Um, you know, you have a job interview for a big job and, you know, it takes you 30 minutes to get there. And so you leave 40 minutes early thinking, okay, I got some cushion in there, but then there's an accident on the freeway and you're late to the appointment. There are some people who would say, well, that's not my fault. There was an accident, but the winners know I should have taken into account the fact that there could be an accident on the road. I should have gotten there an hour earlier, two hours or whatever Mm -hmm. it takes. But at the end of the day, winners never sort of look around and say, oh, it's this fault, it's that fault. It's not, it's always, it's me. What can I do to make it better? And, you know, Block, you, you know what that's like. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I love mean- Block's story and I'll tell it to the day I die, man. The guy's, you know, the guy right now is a uh, three-time Grammy award-winning music producer. He's going to get more, I know, because I know his work ethic. You know what yeah. I mean? I know what he's like. And he always tells the story. The first time I ever had my own bed was, when I was in prison and yep. he turned his life around and, and came back. And that's, I think you would agree block, right? That was yep. a point in your life when you're like, you know what? I'm going to be accountable. Absolutely. Hey Mike, you familiar with uh, Vernon Forrest? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Vernon yeah. is like, we was raised together a little bit. Okay. Matter of fact, we was in the same, um, juvenile attention soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but we grew together. Uh, but we, um, we, um, you know, we came up together. You know, I'm in the music business in the boxing, and he became my son's uh, godfather. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we real cool. I mean, and when that happened to him, you know, you know the sad story of of, of him to kind of, you know, you know, kind of mess him up a little bit. But I mean, you a big timer, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, and that's why we do this podcast. You know, we get people, you know, all like like success stories. We put all, you know, to put all our marbles together and we're here to mentor kids. Vernon Forrest, that's what he was doing. He was taking, like, you know, to the homeless kids, adopted kids, and he was kind of mentoring them. Um, Beside the big timers, did you come up like that? I mean, uh, did you have a mentor? Did you have anybody to kind of grab you by the throat and say, nah, this is where we're going to do it? Or just hard time just, just, just molded you into where you at now? Uh, my father, my father was my mentor, my, you know, my uncles, like that's my family, you know, like they were, they had been through all that, you know, yeah. and they, they kind of were, they, they stayed on my head about it and made sure I stayed straight because, um, I had, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of uncles that did a lot of time. Like I yeah. was doing time right now. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, he'll even call me from prison and like, yeah. hey, make sure you, you know, like I saw your fight. 
stay with it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like break, break some curses and all that. Exactly. Stuff. You know, he'll tell, you know, tell me all the good stuff. And, um, but like, yeah, I had my dad who, who really, he was, he was hard on me, man. Like he, at, at the time I hated him, but yeah. Yeah. now as a grown man and, uh, well, you know, I, you appreciate it. Right. The success yeah. I had comes really comes from that. Like how hard he was on me and how made, how he made me push. He instilled that, uh, that work ethic in me and that no quit and like, no, ex- like you said, no excuses, you know, yeah. like, um, and having accountability for whatever I was doing, he pushed it, you know? That's, so, yeah. you know, guys, I'm, I'm somebody who's like an observer of people. And I, I really, I, I really appreciate the journey. I know my own journey has been mm-hmm. hard in a lot of ways. And I'm, you know, when I think about my life, it's like, man, God gave me a little bit of talent, uh, but I made the most of it and I'm proud of it. And it's it's all hard work. And so I'm really kind of a student of other people. So that's why I think me and Block became such good friends. I think that's why you and I are good friends, because when I look at you guys like that's the one thing I see is accountability. And, you know, Mike, when I when I first you know met you years ago and I remember I scoped your knee and I I didn't know you that well. And I was looking at your knee and I was like, man, this dude is done. This knee is trash. He's not yeah. going anywhere. And then, you know, you're fighting for the light heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah. And you were winning that fight into the seventh round, and then you got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I examined you afterwards, I was like, man, this dude's arm doesn't work. Your left arm was not working. You couldn't throw a jab. Now, I'm not a professional boxer or anything, but it seems to me you only got two fists and one of them wasn't working and you were fighting for the light heavyweight championship of the world and you were winning until you got knocked out. And I never once heard you say, well, doc, it was my arm wasn't working. I had to examine you to figure out like, and tell you like, dude, your left arm isn't working. You're like, Oh, I know. Yeah, Uh, I couldn't even do a push up. (laughs) No, I know. And I mean like that is accountable. And you know, the, The courage that somebody has to have to go into the ring, I always say this, that's one of the things I love about MMA and combat sports is people just don't, you know, I know what it was like when I was in school and, you know, you had to go behind the gym after school and how that felt. I couldn't imagine what it would be like. You got the whole world watching and you're going in against another person who, what do they do? Yeah, all they do all day long is train how to fight. And you got in there with one arm that wasn't working. And, you know, we were able to, you know, Dr. Linville got in there and worked his magic and brought your arm back, but, you know, kind of tell me about your mindset. I mean, you never once said, oh, it's my left arm wasn't working, which I think a lot of people would have said, but you didn't. I do a lot of, um, you know, to prepare myself for, for things like that. I do a lot of visual visualization and I do a lot of like mind strength. And I would just, you know, I kind of, you know, I take on the, the mindset of a warrior and I keep telling myself, man, you're a warrior, man, you'll figure it out. Warriors figure it out. Like no, no excuses. You know, don't make a, you don't make an excuse. You're still better than him, even with what you have. You you'll figure it out, and that's and, and that's how I look at it. I'm I'm like, and I and I approach it with you. Just you're gonna have to knock me out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna like I'm yeah. gonna do everything possible, and and when it's done, I'm not gonna be like oh well, but but my but my arm. You know, it's just like you you won. So a lot of that, it's it's a mindset, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you have to just train yourself to think a certain way. And, you know, we talk about that a lot on this show that, you know, the difference between people really isn't their, their smarts or their strength or whatever. It's their work habits. It's the yeah. way they – it's the things they do every day to take care of themselves. And I know for me, you know, it involves um, – I spend time – 
you know, on this planet realizing really what I do in my life, it's not about me. It's about what Jesus Christ and my Lord and Savior wants for me. And I have to constantly be reminded that it's not about you. That gives me strength. You know, we talk about practicing not quitting on the little things. You know, I always tell the story when I when I, I don't run anymore because my back is is messed up. But when I used to run, you know, I get to the last part of my run at the bottom of the hill. And I think to myself, eh, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just going to walk that last hundred yards. But I used to tell myself that would be quitting and you're not ever going to be a quitter. And so I would just always run to the top no matter how I felt. And it was in my way. And it was my way of training my mind. Don't quit. Don't quit on the small things. Don't quit on the intermediate things. Don't quit on the big things. And you have to train yourself that way. And you obviously have done that because that's pretty extreme to go in in a situation like that where your left arm isn't working. Man, I do that in every facet of my life, not just like running and or whatever. I do that with <laughs> putting a car together like for my son. Like, look, I'm not quitting um, no matter what. I'll figure it out. You know, like even if it starts getting frustrated, like well, that's, it goes with anything in life. Because I, I always tell myself if I quit on this, it'll get comfortable yeah. and I'll, I'll get comfortable with with the idea of like saying, oh, that's enough or, or quitting. <laughs> And it'll kind of like it'll it'll roll over into other parts of my life, and I can't afford that. Not for, not for what not with what I do for a living. So, so my you, you know, so my would you tell the next kid, the next boxer, the next person that don't that don't even see the light of they can be the the next light heavyweight champion? Like, what would you tell the person? Like a seventeen year old kid dropped out, um, you know, got the heart to fight. Um, don't have the mentorship that you had, you know, with your dad. Because a lot of us, we don't have father figures. Mm-hmm. What would you tell that child in the hood coming up? You know, because you are a big timer. What would mm-hmm. you tell him to, to keep him on the road to being the next boxer or the next champ? Watch, watch all of the, watch all of the old champions. Model your life after them. Model, model, model your life after their, their sacrifices. Um, like what they yeah. did do drink, no drinking, no smoking, yeah. no, um, you know, like even cheating on food, like whatever, like whatever they did, you need to be a carbon copy of that. Discipline. 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 That's it. Yeah. Like you look at, cause you can't be great. You can't be a champ. You can't be like that and not sacrifice and you not cut corners. Ha- yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. When you, when you cutting corners. So you tell, you look at those guys and you just model, you're, you you model your life after those guys. That's what I did. Yeah. So that's interesting. We talk about that on this show all the time about if you want to be accept- successful at something, you go find somebody who's already done it and you yep. do what they do. And yep. it's interesting. Uh, we talk about this not quitting. Whenever you hear about Michael Jordan, you know, they talk about he wasn't just like that in basketball. It's like if you were playing in, in pool, you know, whatever it was, tiddlywinks, horseshoes, he was just, yep. you know, so competitive. And it's like, you have to be that way in order to be a champion. You know, you just have to train your mind because so much of what happens in life is mental. And it's that ability to take the blows. Like my left arm wasn't working and I got knocked out. So I went and I had surgery and I'm training and now you win a couple more fights and now you're on the, you know, you're on the precipice of winning the light heavyweight championship of the world again. And, you know, it wasn't even those last couple of events. It was a lifetime of your training your mind so that when it happened and you were actually in that situation, you just put your head down, you do the next thing. And, you know, the one thing I would notice about you too is like, you didn't spend any time crying. 
You know what I mean? There was yeah, no absolutely. like, oh, my left arm wasn't working. It was just like, man, I got beat. What do I got to do? And, and you came in to see us and it was kind of like, what can be done? And I was that's, like, man, I, you know, we can fix that. And you're like, all right, well, let's do it. That's all I needed. <laughs> and you know, yeah. yeah the, the other thing, too, is uh, when you look at winners, um, there are certain things that I pick up on. Like, for example, I do it every time. I'll text block. We're getting ready for the doc and the block. And it doesn't matter if it's the podcast or whatever. I send block a text like, hey, what's your ETA? And he's like, I'm already here. And it's like, I know he's already here because that's the way he, he lives his life. You know what I mean? And, you know, Block's got a, you know, he's got a reputation as, I shouldn't say a reputation. People have a preconceived notion of what he's like because he's, you know, he's a rapper, he's a music producer, he's around kind of the, that Hollywood crowd. And so you would think like he parties and all this kind of stuff and he doesn't. No. He doesn't eat sugar. You know, he doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. And it's kind of like when you hear that stuff, it's like, oh, wow, he doesn't do these things that I would think he did. And it's like, why not? Well, because he's a winner. Right. And that's yeah. what winners do. You know, I remember uh, Ronaldo, the famous soccer player, he's sitting down to do a press conference and there was a Coca-Cola in front of him and he picked it up and he moved it out of the screen. And then he took a water and he put it back in his place because he's like, I don't want to be associated with a sugary drink like Coke. Like, that's just his mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, like, I am still a student of life and I try to pick up on what do winners do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I need to do what they do in order to be successful in whatever I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, you guys have obviously done that. Now, Mike, you got some other challenges that I want to talk about. I just don't know if you want to talk about it. Yes, <laughs> if you want to talk about it, let's, let's talk about some other stuff. Cause, uh, I can't wait to start telling that story. Oh man, I, I want to. I'm, I'm still letting that. Uh, I want to. I wanted to to simmer a little longer, man. I, I want to get that. I want to get in a position to where it's like they can't say anything about it. Yeah, because so, it's, listen, it's the guys, aftermath of it. Yeah. yeah. So listen, Mike's got big stories to tell, and we're gonna have yeah. him back on the show and talk about that down. It's the gonna road, be beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> but let me tell you something. Um, he is a one of a kind. He's a savage. Um, and listen, it's not just in the ring. Your father, your husband, tell us a little bit about that, because that's the other thing that I notice about you. And again, when I'm trying to emulate what winners do, you know, you take care of your family. Tell me. Yeah. About yeah. That. yeah my, I, your son's I'm, right there. with you. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, yeah. My daughter, my, my son's at school and my daughter's right here now. Um, and uh, when when I get a break, I go train. <laughs> I train and then I tra- I train at I get up at four before she gets up and I do my first session. So it, you, when people when people make make excuses and say, oh, I have to yeah. do this, you know, I have to do that. Um, man, it's 24 hours in a day. You have yeah. there is time. Do you have the will to do it, though? What this what's the saying? I want to I don't want to slaughter the sand, but it's like. Uh, be willing to do what no one will do so you can so later you can do what no one can do or live the life no one something like that yeah. i remember that it's like uh because when it, when i read it i'm like man that's that, that uh that resonated with me because like you make the sacrifices and no one no one else is, is willing to make so, so you can so you can live like nobody else is living later on so yeah, one of the most so. accountable things we can do in this life, too, is take care of our family. Right. And, yeah. you know, I know Block, you talk about that yeah. when uh, when you talk about like what really changed for you where you're like, I'm just going to live a different life. And you talk about you wanted your daughter to 
to, to yeah. not have to go through the stuff you went through. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you, you know, like, you know, I was coming up in the hood. You know, we always, you know, want to be, you know, like I, with, with me personally, I've always wanted to go to my daughter's school on career day. I didn't want to go there. He's like, you know what? I got to, you know, no, nothing wrong with having a law service or car wash or something like that. But I want to be of status. And I've always wanted to do something that my daughter can be proud of. And that's it. And, and, and that's how I started investing to the music business. Cause at that time, you got to think it was in 1994. You know what I'm saying? And it was, it was kind of fresh for the South. You know, I raised in LA, but kind of fresh investing to the music business. Cause people didn't believe it, you know? And, um, that would kind of push me, you know. Saying you know, you know, you know, my kids, and my and my family, they kind of pushed me. And I saw that it had a lot of great benefits to take care of the family forever. And I just felt like, you know what? I don't know too much about stocks and bonds. I don't know too much about because, like I said, I'm coming from the hood, and I'm not blaming that. No excuses. I'm not blaming where I come from was a handicap for me. But what I can say, what I can say, it took me. The music beat took me to a place where I can open doors for other kids to see, which created me to put a studio inside my hood to be an example. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, where they can say, you know what? I saw Jay-Z in the studio. I saw Puff Daddy. I saw Mary J. Blige in the studio. Hey, so I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's kind of the thing too. It's like uh, you got six kids now and yeah. they have yeah. the opportunities that you never had. And so Absolutely. your accountability had ramifications for the people in your family generation you know you got generation your your kids are killing it you know what i mean you got malik is at michigan state starting the guy's an absolute stud he's got the whole world in front of him and you know i always think about that where i'm at where my kids are at you know i've got kids you know my daughter has the opportunity to train with somebody like you and i think about my grandparents you know my my grandfather lost all his fingers working in a, a, a steel mill you know and you know, my grandmother worked in a factory and, mm-hmm. and, you know, my parents, they put themselves through school. They got an education. My mom was a nurse. My dad was uh, was uh, in the military mm-hmm. and they took, you know, I think about they took all of their resources and gave their kids an education. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I took advantage of the education that I had. And, you know, I've been successful and fortunate in my life. And now my kids have every opportunity in the world and it's you know it's generational you know what i mean and if you find yourself the guy who's in the hood and you don't have no opportunities the effort that you make now is going to make such a difference generations down the road and it's sort of a a building block which is why it's so important to take care of your family you know when you're going to have no excuses and be accountable you start with your family yeah, and I, yeah, I live, I live my life by that too. And and the thing is, like as a, as, I didn't, I didn't struggle as a kid. I didn't grow up in the hood as a kid. But as I, but once I decided to take on this this journey of being a fighter, um, I've been everything now. I've yeah. been, I've slept in my car. I've been, right. I've been, Sacrifice. I've been home. Yeah, I've been homeless. Sure. And and I would like, I would leave the gym smiling. Go get in my car and act like I was leaving the gym, <laughs> just to wait for everybody to leave and then come back and park back in the same spot. So I'll so I won't have to um, waste gas to come back to the gym because I didn't have anywhere to go. So if I would, what would I? What was I? What was I going to do? Just drive around? Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't afford to do anything. So I just slept. So I do. I. I. In, in my mind, 
what I was doing, I was saying, I'm making these sacrifices now to be a world champion and to create a situation to where my kids don't have to don't have to do what they don't want to do. Yeah. They, they can do what they want to do. I'll, I'm going to do what what's necessary and all I'm going to do all the grunt work. I'm going to do all the stuff that I that I don't really want to do. I want I'm going to go through all the hardship so my kids can go and live and live life and do what they enjoy doing, do their passions. Yeah. And it just so happened boxing is something I love, but all of the other stuff that comes along with it, like the struggle and the like going through everything and the, and the injuries and setbacks, you know, that I think that just makes it, it it's going to make the story even sweeter. And, so a couple of things on that. First of all, I'm always telling my kids, enjoy the journey. You know what I mean? The struggles, the ups and downs, the, the work that you're doing, because put your mind 50 years from now with your grandkids sitting on your knee and you tell them the story is awesome when you say, hey, listen, my left arm wasn't working and I got knocked out. But then I had surgery and I trained and I didn't quit. And then I came back and I was light heavyweight champion of the world. It sounds amazing. And you got to enjoy that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it helps you get through it now because you can see that future. Foresight. The other thing I think that's really important is it doesn't matter who you see out there, whether they're Tom Brady, supermodel or whatever. We all have things in our lives that we're embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for me, my big struggle was my reading disability, you know, and I thought I was just a dumb person my whole life. And I was good at writing papers. And I remember in the seventh grade, I wrote a paper and Mr. Peachin, my teacher says, uh, you know, I got a B plus and he marked me down because uh, I had so many spelling errors in my paper. And I was like, Mr. Peachin, what are you knocking me down? My paper was amazing. He goes, yeah, but you had all these spelling errors. And I was like, well, you know, what difference does it make? He goes, well, people judge you in this world by how you spell. So I said, well, I'll always have a secretary take care of my things. And he goes, well, sometimes you might not have a secretary with you. And I'm like, well, I'll always keep a secretary with me. And he goes, how do you know you're not going to be a secretary? And I was like, because I can't spell. And he just put his head down at the class was laughing. But you know what? Not that long later, I was actually filling out an application to get into medical school. And I was standing there and I realized I didn't know how to spell hospital. And I was sitting there and I purposely smudged it so that when I handed the paper over to the person at the school, man, uh, awesome. they couldn't tell. You know, I could just say, oh, no, that is. That's kind of savage, man. But the thing is, is like I didn't know I had this reading disability at the time and I felt stupid, but I overcame it. And when I look back on it, um, I laugh about it. And I was embarrassed at the time. And that's the thing is we all have stuff in our lives that we're embarrassed about, flaws that we wish we didn't have. But winners overcome that stuff. And the message I'm trying to give our listeners and our kids is whatever that is that you have about yourself that you're embarrassed about, whether it was I went to prison or whatever, man, everybody's got that. And that is not an excuse to not not, you know, put your head down and keep working so you can succeed in this life. Yeah. Find a way. You always find a way, find a way. There's no excuse for it. Like whatever you, whatever handicap you have or whatever, like you find a way, you figure it out. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this uh, episode of the Doc and the Block. Michael Seals, soon to be light heavyweight champion of the world. You are a big timer. We appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and we're going to have you you back. Can't wait to come back. Yeah, I want to hear the next, you know, the part two. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as, as, as much, much as it get, the story gets juicy, man. <laughs> That's right, man. 
Yeah. Every every story's being written, and Mike's had a really good chapter, man. It's a page yeah. turner, so yeah, can't man. wait to have you back. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time on the Doc and the Block podcast. Go check us out at thedocandtheblock.com. We'll see you guys next yes. time.